1: Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson. Enjoy tons of bonus videos, including patron-only live shows, gameplay, and vintage 10 for the wins, access to podcast question threads, the Friendo Care package, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson.
2: What's up? It's your girl, Sasha Banks, Legit Foster. You are watching Going In Raw. You like that?
1: Hey, friend Steve
3: here. And Larson.
1: And welcome back to Going in Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you'd be listening to uh, right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson, taped live at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson, and of course, uh, wherever audio podcasts can be found if you're watching this on YouTube or on the Twitch. I've already explained it to all 542 of our Twitch viewers. I'll explain it. One more time, for those of you who might not have been paying attention during the build to SummerSlam, Larson offered up our SummerSlam predictions punishment he was going to have had he lost the Hulk Hogan, the Hollywood Hulk Hogan-Beer-Fu Manchu combo. And if I lost, which I did, by a single point, I would be bleaching half my head like Seth Rollins did back in the day. Today, live on Twitch. That's why you guys should be following us at the Twitch. Twitch.tv forward slash Larson. Uh, uh, Lacey, my wonderful wife, uh, uh, bleached my hair, and so I changed my camera angle as well, so that whenever I, it. I pivot this that. way, y'all can see that. the fruits of the labor.
3: Um, so yeah, it's great. It looks magnificent. You should keep it like that.
1: I like it. I think it looks great. I'm not going to do keep the other it like side this. too.
3: What if you do the other side? So just the top is is uh, is brown.
1: That would make me look like a complete jackass. So I'm not going to do that. Oh, all right. Well, but uh, I won't fight it. I'll lean into
3: it. But I'm That's not going to do. It. Yeah, That's what you got to do. WB, uh, speaking of leaning into things, Roman's back. They're leaning into Roman some more. Um, uh, not surprising at all. He walks out of payback with that universal championship around his waist, the belt that he never lost. Um, so, like, there's aspects of heel Roman now that are interesting. But if there's still certain aspects of it, too. That aren't exact. Like the dots aren't connecting so much. Like they had so much focus on this contract thing. Like, well, he's going to sign the contract essentially when he's good and ready. He promised. You, he promises he'll be there. He promises he's going to win. But you know, without pen hitting paper and him putting his name in that contract, I guess you know, in, in terms of WWE canon, it's not official. Yeah. Um, the,
1: the, the, yeah. The the operative term there is within WWE canon. Obviously, the contract stuff was goofy. But continue your point.
3: Yeah. So. If you want to get heat on somebody, I guess no better way than to use like legal apparatuses, like contracts. Um, Like the larger point, I understand he'll wait to get into the match when it's most opportune for him to get in it. I understand that using the contract is kind of like the mechanism to motivate that. I don't think it was necessarily necessary. It's just a weird kind of apparatus they utilize to say, "Well, I'll just kind of do what I want to." Um, And then, but part of that goes into what. I kind of gathered from his performance, which is he's not sure how to heal quite yet. Um, H-E-E-L, not H-E-A-L. He's not sure how to be a bad guy yet. You know, that's kind of what it felt like. So he hits the ring, and he walks out to the ring. He's got Heyman with him. He's got the contract to sign him. He has a chair, so he walks down the ring, and does he take the chair into the ring? No, he drops it on the floor, gets in the ring, covers fiend. So what happens is there is a suplex spot where Bray superplexes Braun uh, off the top rope. Uh, the the ring collapses. So Roman goes down there. He, pay, he pins Bray. You basically have to run over Bray with a truck or be Goldberg to pin the fiend. Uh, Roman is neither of those things. So uh, uh, why try to pin him? Not only does he try that once, twice, gets frustrated, does the same thing to Braun, gets frustrated. And then he finally goes against gets the chair. And it seems like uh, when he kicked Bray in the nuts it unlocked something in his mind oh this is what I do to be heel now I get it kind of at least in the context of this match in these Spears Braun, to get the win um, so if that's the story they're telling where Roman while he's been out thinks to himself I worked hard all these years I showed up every day all these years um, and the crowd still didn't accept me well guess what I'm just going to do what's best for me. And that means sitting at home for four months and then showing up win the belt good on me. However, he's doing that and it's kind of against his own nature. So he has to learn to be a bad guy. Uh, I don't mind that so much. I just hope that's kind of laid out more clearly um, in the coming weeks. So that's the story. And I get it.
1: I, 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 I gathered more from it, especially with Heyman being around, that he's gone from he's gone from shield relic who was underachieving versus what he should have been doing he spent years chasing brock and yeah he won the title here he won the title there he was in every main event at wrestlemania he beat the undertaker but there was always the idea whether it was in kayfabe, not in K kay- or, or, or to, to fans mm. that Roman never really achieved what he should have been achieving that whole time. He never had his true coronation. He never really had that. And being with Haman is Haman saying, hey, you need to essentially uh, metaphorically and, and, and literally get your money. I can help you do that. You keep on taking the scenic route. You keep on making things too difficult for yourself. It doesn't necessarily, which, yeah, a heel, a certain type of heel is a guy who takes shortcuts. And that might be this situation where he's got his advocate. He's got Paul Heyman, who has masterminded perhaps the greatest champion of this era and maybe many eras prior to that in Brock Lesnar. Now Roman Reigns has accepted, Okay, I've made this too hard on myself let me make this a little bit easier so you do stuff like wait till the last second to sign the contract you get in there after these two monsters have writ themselves to shreds and you go for the easy pin that doesn't work you go for the low blow you go for the chairs it's no holds barred that's what you do to pick up the win and is it cutting corners yeah maybe is it within the rules of this match absolutely does it make total sense within the the, i've always said that no dq matches no hold bars matches they should all it should all be a race to kick the other guy in the nuts and he did that tonight um i'm 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 willing to give it a shot i mean oh definitely
3: definitely definitely
1: that there did seem to be the, the the perception you got from his body language is an apt one. I what is this how you cut corners? <laughs> is yep, this how you yep. do it? I'm confused now. Um there did seem to be that. So I'm wondering if the if that's the route they're going to take with the story. I'm interested to see where they're going to go with the story. Um I actually that match I thought that it was uh, uh it, it was a, a wonderful symphony of disaster to kick things off. Roman swoops in, gets the title. That's going to play into his story. Um, Definitely. So, yeah, was it was it quite the badass that we thought that his his shirt says "Wreck everything and leave"? It wasn't. It wasn't that. And I think that's one thing that. I was kind of hoping to see is a guy who you got smooth brawn as one monster, you have literally the fiend as another monster. I can hang with these guys as my own kind of monster, and we didn't get that. We got a different. Yeah,
3: thing. what I was hoping is like he'd find the moment to come down when uh, it was best for him. He would come down the ring and just wreck everybody. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, they've already wrecked each other, but he's gonna he's gonna finish the job, and he's just gonna wreck them. Mm-hmm. and that's not what happened really you know, like if he cut, ran down there with a chair and then for i don't know three minutes straight just took turns hitting each one with the chair that's more in line with the the wreck everyone leave thing
1: mm-hmm. you know
3: yeah yeah and this this was much more of an opportunistic heel situation where he's still kind of learning how to do it I mean, mm-hmm. again if that's the story and they tell it well count me on board because that's something different we don't know if we've really seen a story like this of someone of this caliber a main event guy who's having such a huge uh, turn, learning how to do it while he's doing it, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, So that came in the main event of, of course, WWE Payback. And uh, overall, I thought it sort of went back and forth. I thought that there were two really, really, really terrific matches. Mm -hmm. I thought there was one shockingly awesome result with Keith Lee. Neither of us, by the way, congratulations on retaining Uh, uh, the first time this year that you've retained Big Red. Um, So congratulations on that. Thank you. Uh, Thankfully, there are no more punishments until Survivor Series, so I don't have to deal with that. But um, I uh, I thought that the show was either, like they had a couple of really big moments, like you had the women's tag title match, which was, I thought, awesome. Really good. And the finish was brilliant. The finish was brilliant. I thought that, Uh, Seth and Murphy and uh, Ray and Dom was like a four-star Raw main event. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of felt like between that and the other matches on the card, like taking out the women's tag title match, taking out the main event and taking out Keith Lee Orton, you have a Raw SmackDown Super Show. Um, Yeah. Yeah, wild card final. Yeah, good matches across the board. I don't think, I mean, the only dud, I don't know I'm going to call it a dud, but the only one that I didn't really get in, you know, get too much into is Baron Corbin versus uh, Matt Riddle. Yeah, that was structured really oddly. That match didn't do a lot for me, but otherwise, I thought Payback was a fine pay per view. It didn't really, it was, once again, it was a fairly efficient pay per view. It didn't really take too long to get anywhere, yeah, it was only which about I always two and a like. half hours. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's only, it's only just like 10 past seven right now. So that's kind of cool.
3: Um, but, uh, yeah, go ahead. Nothing. I was, I was going to suggest, let's talk a little bit more about Keith Lee beating Randall Orton completely unexpected. We thought that at least I thought retribution would get involved. That's another thing that didn't happen tonight. No retribution. Yeah. Um, we talked about on news brief that Dijakovic teased something happening Sunday. We have assumed, and it's, it's more or less, uh, seemed, that he has been member of Retribution going on for a while now, and yet nowhere to be found. Thought yeah. maybe they'd interfere in Keith Lee Orton. Didn't happen. Maybe in Ray uh, Dominic versus Seth and Buddy because that's what happened last week. Didn't happen. Hell, maybe they get involved in the main event. Didn't happen. They didn't do. They didn't even
1: talk to security in kayfabe. They didn't even show anybody talking to security about. I mean, that's always a tip off that they're going to show up. Um, mm-hmm. Although I guess they didn't show up on SmackDown. Did they? They didn't show up on SmackDown, did they? And I think Pierce was talking to them to kick off SmackDown about Retribution. Yeah, that's the
3: only mention of Retribution that whole show at the very beginning before he went to Vince's office. Like, so, hey, tensions are high. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, so I, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on with Retribution. Um, maybe right now they're they're still they're relegated to. Um, I mean, I yeah, I, I thought for sure that. Keith Lee versus Orton. I mean, I'll be honest. I'm pleasantly surprised that retribution didn't show up um, because so far they haven't really been booked to the way that I think is compelling or anything. I mean, yep. seemingly the names under the mask, if they are to be believed, I mean, it's obvious to who, 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 some of them are, um, are really, really great talents uh, who I want to see on the main mm-hmm. roster. Um, but you know, the, they're going to have to go a little ways and it might just be one segment that gets retribution over in my eyes uh but uh but I uh, you know interfering in a Keith Lee orton match you know sort of muddies the beginning of Keith Lee's main roster career well they didn't do that Keith no. Lee has a stellar start to his main roster career yeah. Yeah. um i I'm I'm fascinated to see where that's gonna go I'm interested to see if his encounter with Jbl, turn is if they expand on that or if that was just a one-time thing to sort of hype up keith lee and mm-hmm. say hey even with the pressure on this guy he can deliver um uh so yeah i don't know let's just let's just start at the beginning of payback sure
3: sure so the kickoff show there was one match uh live morgan and ruby wright taking on the iconic so uh live and ruby have kind of circled around the idea that the band is back together uh you know they've made amends but Hasn't been to the extent where they could uh, Reform the Riot Squad essentially Uh, Of course the Iconics have been given Ruby in particular a bunch of crap Mm -hmm. Over the last few weeks Uh, So before the match kicks off Iconics have a promo and they're kind of Saying hey you know you don't really Know Ruby's true intentions here Do you Liv? Try to cause Some division and that played out in the match um, Because at one point Billy runs around And tries to pull Liv off the apron She had a hard time doing so and then Peyton pushes Ruby in to Liv, and that knocks her off the apron. Um, and then for the, a good portion of the rest of the match, Liv is kind of wandering around ringside. Do I go back on the corner in the corner? Do I not? Seemingly. Uh, eventually, though, Ruby hits an insegiri She goes for her, to her corner to get a tag. Liv runs back up, gets the tag. She goes on a run against Peyton. Uh, she tags Ruby back in. Uh, Peyton fights her off. So uh, ruby eats uh that reverse magic killer thing that iconics have been doing live in to break it up and then live takes ruby pulls her to her corner tags herself in uh again Iconics go for that finish on live she escapes she hits her finish on peyton royce uh that pin's broken up eventually though uh live tags in ruby live hits code breaker ruby follows with right kick they get the win and afterwards they go to uh the panel and more or less say no they do say riot squad is back together
1: Mm -hmm. yeah so they got their act together I figured they'd take a little bit longer to get there but um, they're there they're a team. Good for them. I like them both. I like the Iconics too. Yeah, too. Um, the show started with uh, the proper show, started with Apollo Crews defending his United States championship against Bob Lashley. Weird thing they're doing with Apollo Crews here. This is a really fun match. Apollo Crews is endlessly fun to watch. Both these guys oh, are yeah. a lot of fun to watch. Oh, yeah. Hurt Business was out there, but they were just observing the action. They didn't even get involved in this. There was one part where they started sort of, you know, trying to intimidate Apollo a little bit, mm-hmm. walking him down. But. I believe for the finish they they had sat down um yeah. uh basically uh Apollo ends up tapping out to the full Nelson or the yeah. full uh the full, full Ashley Nashley. yeah um kind of a weird thing they're doing with Apollo he sort of I, I like that they've given Apollo a bit of an edge he's a bit snarky I like that I'm not sure sore loser should be his thing though because they did this weird thing afterwards where her Business is in there, and they're taking, this was really weird, they're taking pictures, and then they show, like, the pictures live on air in a really goofy, like,
3: visual. It was then, like iMovie slideshow.
1: <laughs> exactly. And then Apollo, like, breaks up the festivities, and, like, they run him off, kind of, and he just sort of skulks up the ramp, uh, up the ramp, like, holding himself in pain, and well, he he's, like, yelling event. at them.
3: Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna get my title back. Let's go back to the picture thing, because that was weird. So MVP, <laughs> after crazy. Lashley wins, goes and gets this photographer and says, Come on, come over here. We're taking pictures now. So they're posing in the ring, their arms up, and you know, Lashley has a title. And yeah, they do the thing where the photo, you know, comes in, it's like this, another one on top of it like that, and a third one like that. Like, what the heck? Yeah. This is so not in the visual language of professional wrestling. It's where did it's, this come from?
1: Or reality. Like you don't take oh. this this guy clearly had like I don't know what it was. It was a canon of some. It was like fancy a
3: DSLR of some sort. Yeah, I and mean, my guess, you could have a, an out that could send it up to something or whatever. I don't know. I guess it's possible to do it pretty quickly, but I don't know. It's, it was weird.
1: It was it was unsettling to say the least. As it as a tech guy, as as a, a self-professed tech guy, it was yeah. unsettling. Yeah, it but was. yeah, what so, dude? What's going on with Apollo Cruz's uh, sore loser attitude? What's going on with that? It's like me when we're playing Two K Twenty, dude.
3: It really is. It really is. I mean, he's got no blame but himself. He tapped out. He tapped again quickly. Her business didn't cheat. No, they didn't. They
1: sat there it's really, politely.
3: It's really no excuses. Yeah, that was weird. If he should be upset with anybody, it should be Apollo Cruz. Uh-huh. Yeah. So uh, after that, uh, Paul Heyman, he has an interview. Uh, he's asked by Kayla, will Roman sign contract for match tonight? Cause he still hasn't done it. Um, and, uh, Roman like, yeah, he said he would, uh, but, you know, if you want to know more, you got to ask Roman about that. And Kayla says, well, can I go talk to him? And Heyman's like, no. Uh, after that, Keith Lee warming up the in the in the locker room. JBL walks in, says, I've enjoyed watching you. I got an opportunity for you to get involved in this hedge fund. thing is, it's a million-dollar buy-in, essentially. And Keith Lee's like, well, I don't have that kind of money. He's like, I'm on an NXT contract still. I know. I still haven't gotten a raise. Uh, JBL goes, well, if you win tonight, that's a start. But if you lose, don't feel bad. was that how, What's the winner's purse on that match tonight? It must be pretty pretty hefty if uh, <laughs> he could buy his way into a hedge fund. Um, he, he tells Lee, hey, don't feel bad about it. Orton is one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, but he had a really sinister look on his face when he did that.
1: like Lee was crap or something like that. So I don't know man. I got like I, I actually like JBL, like all the weird bullying stuff aside. Um, I like JBL. He's a good performer. I wouldn't mind seeing something with him and Lee, where he's giving him stock tips, advice, uh, or stock tips or uh, advice on the advice, stock market. Yes, yeah, yes. exactly. I think it'd be kind of cool. I want to. I want to learn about uh, 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 hedge funds and uh, what's the what's the private one that's equity. To be, what's the one that's supposed to be really safe? Uh, mutual funds. Thank you, mutual. I once got a book on uh, mutual funds. It was "Mutual Funds for Dummies." I read like yeah. the first three pages. I'm like, I must be a super dullard because I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. Did you yeah. look into CDs at all? That's another thing. CDs nuts. Um, after that, we had a recap. <laughs> uh, for uh, Miz and Biggie talking again on Talking Smack, where
3: Biggie Big is the absolute best. Biggie's
1: <laughs> thing is. I'm very serious about not wanting to be serious He's on my solo serious. run.
3: He's very serious about not being uh, pushed towards being serious.
1: Yes, exactly. So of course that led to Big E versus Sheamus, the match, uh, and uh, this was this is actually a really fun. again this could have been uh, a SmackDown main event. Uh, mm-hmm. Really stellar match. I gave it three stars. Um, uh, you know, it was. I gave really... it
3: three and a third.
1: Okay. Uh, Would you
3: give? Would you give the U.S. title match? Two and a half. Oh, all right. right. Would you give it? Three. Oh wow, you went high. <laughs> um, I think I was. Just, I think I was just happy because I
1: picked the outcome correctly. Oh yeah, that'll do that. No, I think I went low because I I didn't pick the outcome correct. Like immediately, Apollo Cruz killed me immediately. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I mean, I ended up losing by like three or four points though. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh so uh yeah, there's some good bits here though. Like at one point I, I like whenever Big E goes for that apron splash, oh. uh he missed it this time. Whenever he missed it, it looks really bad. That uh freaking V trigger. So Big E goes for a big ending. Oh my ends up gosh. eating like a Seamus V trigger that looked nasty. Uh, In the end, though, Big E ends up winning with the big ending. I gave it three stars. And then the great thing about this afterwards, though, is that Big E goes over to his foil at commentary, Corey Graves, and just starts laying into him verbally about, hey, I keep winning. You need to be, you know, you need to take, you know, you need to show me respect. I'm the man, et cetera, et cetera. Coming off as very serious and very
3: intense. Well, earlier on during the match, uh, uh, Big E hits a couple uh, belly to bellies, and so he sets up for that splash he does, where he runs a rope splash. And so he was doing his 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 gyrating of the hips, and Sheamus has got up and decked him. And uh-huh. commentary's like, "Oh, there you go. Yeah, you got to be serious when you're in the ring." Yeah, and he's the like... win, so it's all right. It's all right.
1: <laughs> but but here's the thing, though. He might be
3: learning that everybody else is right, and he does need to be more serious. I hope not. I hope Remember, not because I because he's right, he should follow his own path because he should trust his instincts his instincts have taken him far.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now
1: He'll be further if he, but here's the thing, he is being serious, and that's why he's winning. Remember this for later. Dabbing with Dan here said, "Did you hear Roman scream, Count bitch' to the ref?" That's interesting. I didn't. I like that. I, I want him to start being rude to people. Um, anyway, speaking of being rude, after that we had uh, a Matt oh, wow. Riddle interview, and uh, and he was talking about it was very Matt Riddle stuff. These days he's being overwritten. He's trying to remember his words. But basically he said in the end, the stallion is gonna run all over King Corbin, bro. And King then, is gonna be King Corbin, yeah. And then whoever this new interviewer is pointed out that apparently Baron Corbin on his social media accounts had said that Riddle has already proven, A, that he's he's gonna be or he's gonna prove that he's a failure in his kingdom, but also that Riddle has already proven that he's a failure at home.
3: This is what he tweeted tonight: "I prove that Matt Riddle is a failure in a WWE ring." By the way, he's already proven that he's a failure at home.
1: Ouch. Uh, that is rough, given what we know about Matt Riddle. Yeah. That is because when she mentioned that, I was like, "Holy crap!" And then, like, Matt Riddle just all of a sudden got "I'm pissed off" face mm. and left the interview. Um, not terribly surprising, I guess, Then the outcome of that match if they're going to bring that stuff into it. Oh, yeah. Once once that,
3: that happens, like, oh, gosh. I really <laughs> <totally gonna win." laughs> yeah. Um, um, before we got that match, though, we got uh, Naya and Shayna backstage. They're arguing about who's going to take charge, who's going to lead. And Shayna says, I don't care. I just want you to leave me alone. They start shoving a little bit, and they say, how about we just cut it with the pre-match chit-chat, and they just kind of warm up together silently. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, after that, we had Baron Corbin versus Matt Riddle. Uh, Corbin basically dominated seven eighths of this match, Larson. Yeah, the entire thing. I mean, he, he he got the jump on him at the beginning.
3: He did, but apart from getting the win, I mean, Baron Corbin—he's not exactly the 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 yardstick, the litmus test in WWE programming in terms of of, of competition. So, if his point of, of, of his. The point uh, Corbin was trying to prove tonight was that Matt Riddle didn't belong in a WWE ring. Considering how much he dominated this match, to a certain extent, you know, take the finish out of it, uh, he accomplished his mission. Mm, Yeah, Um, because yeah, he 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 had his way with Matt Riddle for yeah, as you mentioned, like seven eighths of the match, eighty percent of the match at least Mm -hmm. was dominating him, Mm -hmm. and it was really just the very end. Uh, Riddle like locks on a triangle. Uh, Baron powers out of it Riddle hits bro to sleep Floating bro To get the win It felt like one of those Things that came out of nowhere Here I'll hit you with three moves And I win After getting my ass beat The entire match Mm -hmm. Yeah That's what it was More or less
1: Yeah with a floating bro No no, no less Didn't even take
3: a bro Derek Yeah
1: uh, I mean, I gave this two and a half
3: stars. That's what I gave it to.
1: Okay, I mean, it probably because, deserved like, the, two. the
3: performance was fine. Corbin wrestled the match fine. He told the story he was told to do. Same with yeah, Matt Riddle. Right. It just seemed like an odd story to tell, uh, given what they, what they I would think, want from Matt Riddle. The yeah. hopes they have for Matt Riddle. Yeah. It's like, here, here's a here's an upstart uh, NXT call-up that we want to establish. Uh, let's have him sell for Baron Corbin for 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not exactly the way to do it.
1: Yeah. Uh, afterwards, Matt Riddle's in the tunnel. He literally is 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 so happy. He said, "Finally, I can move past Baron Corbin." And then who attacks him? Baron Corbin puts him through one of the uh, tables at catering. So guess what, Matt Riddle? You have You're not, not moved past not Baron Corbin quite not yet, done. man. This next match, Larson. This was killer, the especially the finish. This was killer stuff. Bailey and Bailey and Sasha Banks are at such another level these days, and then for them all to concoct this finish or whoever concocted this finish Brilliant. to make in one sequence in in about a three minute sequence, they did more for Shayna Baszler's post NXT career than the entirety of since she's been up from NXT. Roster. I know. Yeah, I know. I know. This was well. Terrific, I would so.
3: say the, there's one exception, and that's when she eliminated everybody in elimination chamber. When she destroyed the yeah, field that was good. Too.
1: That was huge. Yeah, because she be yeah, she at Oscar there too. Yeah, but in terms of one
3: point. compact uh, uh, moment, you said three minutes at most. It wasn't even that much. Mm-hmm. Um, where she displays she's dominant. Uh, she's strategic, mm-hmm. and she can tell a damn good story. <laughs> All yeah. of, I, mean, I don't know who was responsible for booking this finish, but the execution of it was brilliant. Yeah, uh, in terms of the storytelling aspect. So, you know, the story going into this is Naya and Shayna—they don't like each other; they can't get along. But can they work together since they've never tagged together? Uh, whereas you got Sasha and Bailey—they've proven they can work together as a team, even though things are starting to kind of fray apart. Um, so a lot of good back and forth. I mean, it helps Naya and and Shana, that physically speaking, they're the dominant uh, pair, especially Nia. She's you know she's a powerhouse, um, and so that all came into play. Uh, but let's just skip to the finish because there's a lot of great back and forth. The storytelling of this match was really good. Oh, was so good! Um, like yeah. early on, they try to knock Nia out. They try to go after her knee. Sasha's pulling her off the the apron and stuff like that. Um, so the finish sees Shayna lock uh, Sasha in a Muda lock, mm-hmm. and then she puts Bailey in in the in the clutch. So she's Laying down with Bailey while Sasha's in the of lock so Sasha t- bends back and tries to break it up Well Shayna does is she takes Sasha's arm and wraps it around Bailey's neck So sh- so she's not choking out <laughs> Bailey with her Forearm yeah, it's Sasha's arm. Yeah, <laughs> and so Bailey has to tap out because Indirectly Sasha is choking her out. It's brilliant, brilliant. absolutely brilliant. brilliant brilliant just brilliant brilliant just absolutely brilliant. It's a really fun match. I gave it three three point eight seven five stars. Brilliant match.
1: Um I gave it because there are three ho- there are three four horsewomen in this. I put four
3: ho- I put four stars in this match, dude. There you go. That was a good match. Really good match. Um, and afterwards, Charlie gets in the ring to do an interview, and Shane is trying to talk and I just goes, Whoa! We did it, we win. Get out of here, Charlie. And this starts being as obnoxious as possible, and I was all about it. I was all about these
1: two like Naya's sort of attitude these days, which is like over it to the point of it being funny. Like she's completely over people like Pat Buck, Shayna Baszler, you know, anybody trying to tell her what to do. She's over them, but like in a kayfabe sense, you know what I mean? And so that mixed with Shayna's chip on her shoulder trying to claw her way to the top. It's like, Nia's kind of done a lot of stuff already. So Mm -hmm. it's like, she seems to not really care. She just wants to wreck people. Yeah, Um, That chemistry is actually really, really strong. It is. Even at this early level. It's brought something out in Nia. Yeah, her promos still aren't the most polished thing in the world. She's not the most polished wrestler in the world. But she really doesn't need to be. She really needs to just take the big shows, the Giants philosophy of... Uh, uh, it's, it's really to be easy to in One be, dimensional when it's all you need. When it's all you need. Don't try to do anything too uh too amazing, too complex. You're you're a monster, just stick to that. But her personality in this, juxtaposed with Shayna's, I think is gonna make for a fun team, man. I'm looking I forward so to
3: it. I think I feel like they tr- they're finally finding a way to have Naya in terms of her character perform like she does outside of the ring, as she did inside the ring. Yeah. Inside the ring her character work has generally been pretty character work has been really good Yeah, like she's yeah. a really good in-ring trash talker. you put her in front of a mic when she's supposed to do an interview you Remember lines or bullet points and it's not as strong, but I've always thought in terms of, of Character performance in the ring that she's generally been really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah
1: um, Let's see here. Uh, uh, somebody mentioned here uh, One I don't know I don't know how to pronounce this name in chat Long Cat Turner. It's the female Weights. It kind of has that feel to it, you know? You know what's funny is that I keep on looking over here thinking that the camera's going to be there because that's where it usually is. I need to it be right not. here. anyway. I got to turn. I got to just
3: look right in front of me and it's there. Oh, it's right in front of you. Yeah. yeah. After that, we had Keith Lee taking on Randall Keith Orton. Uh, same music for Keith Lee, whatever. New entrance gear. That was cool. Uh, he still had the shirt. But he didn't have the 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 kind of loose fitting shorts. Doesn't matter. Script. He beat Randy Orton. He beat Randy Orton. He beat Randy Orton. You can quibble all you want about the music because it's not as good as NXT music, but at the end of the day, he just beat Randy Orton. So uh, it's kind of a, it's a moot point. It doesn't really matter,
1: dude. He beat him with a spirit bomb.
3: Not didn't even finish.
1: didn't even use his finish, which maybe the spirit bomb will become his new finish on main. I don't know. Um, I mean, dude, they had Orton dole out some chops. He those chops the- were great. They were great chops. And then, you know what? I mentioned this during the stream, and you're totally right. The one thing, if, if Performance Center gave us nothing else, it was the acoustics for the chops were so damn good. Great, great. Um, uh, But yeah, I, I hit uh, Orton hit his draping DDT, uh, goes for an RKO, ends up eating a spirit bomb, and got pinned for three. Uh, next time, Drew McIntyre says, Randy Orton is a selfish son of a bitch who doesn't want to help anybody else out. Sorry, Drew, you're not going to have that with you because I know, I know. this was Randy Orton doing favors for a dude who's got star written all over him. Yep. This yep. does so much for Keith Lee. It doesn't hurt Randy uh, Randy Orton at all. I want to see these three go out at night of champions, assuming yeah. Drew's going to be, like, kayfabe cleared by then.
3: Yeah, I think so. Uh, there's a couple interesting uh, fun little story moments here in the match. So, you know, Randall Orton, he does the belly to back on the announce table. He did that. Later on, guess what? Keith Lee did it to him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great. Just great stuff. man. Orton doled out some great chops. Loud, loud. Uh, Lee shook him off. Double chop. Mm -hmm. Great stuff. Fun match. It was short, like six and a half minutes. Um, And like a minute and a half of that was Randy Orton having Keith Lee in a headlock.
1: Yeah, Um, it
3: was. Nonetheless, I gave it three and a half stars. Uh, uh, I gave it three. Win.
1: Yeah, I gave huge it three. It's kind of short, Lee. and there's like you said, about two minutes on the mat. Uh, Mark of Steel says uh, Keith Lee's attire was based on Broly from the Dragon Ball series. Interesting stuff.
3: Never been a big anime guy. After that, we know the Paul Heyman interview. He's asked yet again, "Has Roman Reigns signed the contract?" As we said, Roman promised he would be here tonight. And he promised he would win, and he he's here, and he's gonna win um and uh he, he said he shall leave here as universal champion that's gonna happen you can believe that and you can believe me and then that was it next we had uh seth and buddy murphy taking on ray and dominic mysterio dominic lost the hood yeah smart it looks like such a massive distraction as a result they win not yep. a coincidence in my mind i don't think so either without the distraction of hood he can focus on the task at hand, which is pinning Buddy Murphy.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I gave this match four stars, man. I, I like, about f- six minutes deep, I just wrote down, this entire match is too fast to call. There's a uh, lot of lot of really fun stuff in this match. Yeah, Lots yeah. of
3: cool stuff. Um, Dom fin- is really good. Dom is really good in the ring. He's crisp. He's fluid. He's fast. Dude. It looks effortless to him. It now, looks effortless. I am
1: not... I am not a, a, a trained wrestler. You can sometime in more egregious examples, you can really see when one wrestler is carrying somebody else. I never got the feel. Now, there are three masters of the craft in the ring, but at no time did they did it really seem like Dom was being carried by them Now he probably was because they're so damn good, but they made him look amazing and whenever it just came to like straight up fundamentals of wrestling timing stuff like
3: that this kid is on man he's really good yeah he's fluid everything that he does looks crisp it does it really does you know I mean in terms of uh, of, of telling the story of when to hit certain story beats you know totally you you can rely on vendors for that stuff If you don't have the feel of the psychology of the match but in terms of the execution of what he had to do like there's not anything really to quibble about Mm -hmm. yeah you know yeah, for sure, for sure um, But uh, yeah, it was, it was a fun match and Yeah, there was a lot to to keep up with I mean, immediately Bell rings And looks like Ray's about to start Dom tags himself in, just goes right for Seth And they're mm-hmm. brawling down the ringside for a stretch And this match went everywhere um, The finish saw Seth try to hit Ray with a buckle bomb And while he was going to do the buckle bomb uh, Buddy was going to do the kick to his back Like the young bucks do um, instead, Ray reverses that into a Rana, so Buddy doesn't kick Ray in the back. He kicks Seth in the face. So uh, Ray hits a sliding sliding sunset flip uh, powerbomb on Seth uh, on the floor, while uh, Dom hits Buddy with the 619, follows that with a frog splash to get the win. I'd be shocked if we don't get Dom versus Buddy and Ray versus Seth on Raw tomorrow night.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, after that, we had our main event which uh, saw Braun give himself the jobber entrance. We didn't see him there. Uh, well, did because, he
3: give himself the jobber entrance, or did Bray come out first and then Braun just sneak attack? Because I, I don't remember know. Braun being in the ring at any point during the entrance of No, of he wasn't. Entrance. He was hiding. He was probably yeah, yeah, yeah. hiding somewhere. I don't think it was jobber entrance. It's
1: funnier there. to say he had the jobber entrance, so just I mean, let you, me get my bid was, in. Sorry.
3: Cold water on you. Okay. Um Bray if anybody got the job for entrance, he's champ and comes out first. Oh yeah, but he came out.
1: Yeah, they do that. They do they they give him the the challenger's entrance which sucks. Um so yeah, Bray comes out. Braun is either hiding uh or doing something, teleports. I don't know. Yeah, uh or he teleports, yeah. Uh so he attacks Bray and they just go full monster match. This was reminiscent of Roman versus Braun back in 2017. Um uh, 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 Bray's able to. I think Braun hits like a power slam almost Early. immediately. Early, yeah. Bray kicks out of that, of course. Bray doles out a sister Abigail. That only gets two. A couple times during this match, Alexa Bliss was seen watching backstage. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, Bray sends Braun through a table. Uh, Braun gets up, launches an office chair at Bray. Uh, Bray got his, uh, his mallet out, attacked Braun with that, broke his neck twice. Um, then at one point, uh, they're up on the stage. Braun launches himself into Bray off the stage through the floor. Uh, they go back up to the ring. They do a superplex. The ring collapses. Lil yeah. Nate goes flying out of the ring.
3: Not to be seen again for the night. Da-da, 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 da-da. He reigns. reigns. He has no vest. No vest, at least. No vest. Same theme. T shirt. You see, I don't mind the same theme because it. That theme, as soon as that hits, that gets a reaction. There's a Pavlovian response to it yes. at this point. It'd be weird for them to give him a new theme. I appreciate um, he lost the vest. That's good. Although, as a heel now, it makes all the more sense to wear the vest. Uh, yeah, yeah,
1: maybe. Um, so anyways, Roman comes out. We've sort of mentioned this in the beginning. He signs a contract, uh, runs down there, sees the carnage, pins Bray first. Bad move. Uh, Bray of course kicks out because he kicks out of everything as the fiend goes over to Braun he kicks out uh, he goes for uh, is that where he goes for the chair or at yeah, that he goes point and
3: gets, he goes and gets the chair yeah and hits Braun with it a couple times and then he tries to hit Bray with it uh, Bray tries to give him the mandible claw and rip out his new, his new beautiful teeth yeah man um, and then that's when Roman kicks him in the nuts mm-hmm. he stumbles out of the ring for a bit he gets back in uh, hits a spear on Braun to get the win Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. when he yelled at the ref
1: and he said, yeah, he, yeah, I've got a couple of, a couple of tweets here with that video uh, of him saying, uh, count it B. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I, I, one thing I hope they do, man. One thing I hope they do is if, if Heyman, if the story is Haman is trying to sort of get Roman to have the Brock philosophy, yeah I want Roman to embrace it, to really embrace it before he realizes that it isn't his thing. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. I, he I, needs to go all in, reach a point where he crosses a certain line, and then realize if that's the story they're going to tell, that's how exactly. that's, if, that's if that's the story they're
3: telling it. is is like I, uh, Roman has made this decision. I'm going to take:
0: You can host the best backyard barbecue.
3: teach himself how to comport himself in such a fashion bend the rules cheat mm-hmm. uh, 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 not accept every challenge put before him that kind of stuff um, and then yeah he gets to the point where he finally feels comfortable in that role and then he's presented with a situation where he can't he doesn't know if he can make himself do it mm-hmm. that's the threshold he he meets a threshold he's not willing to cross and I think it'd be think, interesting I wonder if heyman you know
1: because heyman always whether he's executive director of Raw or not, um, if Heyman's involved in something in an in on-screen capacity, chances are he's going to have plenty of input on how that should work out. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I think Heyman, Heyman's creative on this would probably come in handy, given all the time he's had with Brock and doing that kind of stuff. And with um, Roman, given all that Brock and Roman have done together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious to see where this, where this goes, man. I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I only gave this match two stars cause there, it was a whole lot of, there's yeah, a yeah, lot yeah.
3: of nothing. I think I gave it two and a third.
1: Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious about where the story's going to go. Um, so yeah, I want to see what's going to happen on, on SmackDown.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Curious. Want to answer a few questions?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We can do that before we go. Uh,
3: flat survivor series coming up team Raw versus team SmackDown. Captain by Sasha and Bayley feels inevitable.
1: Uh, it's possible. Yeah, it's possible. Possibility.
3: Possibility. White Brownie. With Shayna and Nia new tag champions, who will face Asuka at Night of Champions? I mean, it could be Shayna or Nia. It still could be that because it's not like they are, are, you know hold themselves to defend the tag titles. WB holds themselves to have a tag title match, women's tag title match at every pay-per-view.
1: Well, if it's Night of Champions isn't the gimmick all the championships well, are defended. Then I don't know. Maybe I mean given that pay-per-views are supposed to be brief these days, I mean, I guess it's possible that she just won't have a match.
3: Yeah, maybe Muted Mayday says I want our truth as Nia and Shayna's manager. Man, our truth and Shayna are so good on oh, yeah. raw talk. Oh hilarious. my gosh. You see the bit where Shayna brought the mayonnaise and the hot mm-hmm. sauce in? Gosh, yeah. that was so good. It was great. That's so good. Uh, Denton Watkins, would Keith Lee winning at this point or Roman turning heel happen all in front of normal live crowds? Oh would Keith Lee
1: oh yeah they they, yeah. they would have wanted that Keith Lee win to be in front, in front of the of a crowd yeah all the Roman stuff I think Vince I think Vince considers anything that's happening right now is More considered crowd, yeah. a crowd I think yeah. that he firmly believes that Thunderdome you know it's you, you can't you can't plan for live crowds to be back at any point because we don't know nobody mm-hmm. knows but you can plan for Thunderdome. Mm-hmm. And he is all in on it. He's got his people yep. back. He's got Roman back. Um, yeah,
3: yeah. Get uh, Getoric Gator- six, Steve. Any chance you love the new look, and we'll keep it? No, I do not
1: see me. Uh, I don't mind the look. I think I'm I'm fine with the hair. Um, I don't like putting effort into. My appearance for the most part. Um, I haven't put any uh, like a hair product in terms of like hair gel or anything in my hair. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm just growing it out. It does what it does. Yeah. Um, what I went. There's also the matter of if I bleach it too much, I don't want my hair to fall out. Yeah. It's That's, not good for your hair. to do. It's that not much. good for my hair. So, no, I'll never do this again. But I'm fine with it while it's here.
3: Uh, Doc Linderman's. There was one point on the outside where Murphy was going to send Dom the wrong side for his mini 619 under the bottom rope. And Dom switched the sides really smoothly. He looks like a veteran already. That's something else. That's a good detail to notice, too. He looks great. Oh, Hugh says Ray versus Seth was announced for Raw. Well, there
1: you go. I thought, yeah, okay, okay. I know something was announced for Raw. I didn't know if it was Dom versus Murphy or Ray versus Seth, but probably both those matches, huh? Uh,
3: Rand Wildman, uh, has anyone checked on Charles Robinson yet? I'm assuming he was just selling. Um, the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he spot. did. You know, he it was it was a great bit. Um, let's see here.
1: Uh, crap, I had a I had a good one. I think it was dabbing with Dan. Uh, any chance we see less of the Big Bang catastrophe now that he's on main? He says, it kind of looks like an AA. Would it remind people of Cena? I don't think reminding people of
3: Cena would be a big deal. Um, they might just feel like the Spirit Bomb was a stronger finisher. Spirit Bomb looks like a stronger finisher.
1: Well, Showcases a strength, yeah. too. Yeah,
3: it does. Uh, bangers and M.A.S.H., so is Otis cashing in on Roman? Oh, no. <sighs> no.
1: No, Otis is like, dude, I'm sorry. But in terms of if you look at the mid card titles, Otis is below the mid card title. He's below the Intercontinental Championship. He's below the United States Championship. He's even I mean, maybe Heavy Machinery could take the tag titles off of Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. That to me I think they're booked. I think Heavy Machinery that's, probably at this point.
3: That's the only reasonable possibility of any of those that you've, that you've talked about.
1: The only, only possibility. Only one. They might, they might make, they might sacrifice Otis to facilitate Roman being a heel. I could see that. Oh, 100%. 100%. Otis might try to do the gentleman's cash in thing and he's gonna get brutalized by reigns he destroyed. gets destroyed he gets made an example out of destroyed like maybe he cashes in but before they're able to like ring the bell or whatever or Roman given how much like how much of this contract business played into the story maybe Otis goes to heyman to cash in and heyman is supposed to do like, the actual facilitating of, like, you know, getting the ref to ring the bell. He clues in Roman. Roman beats the living crap out of him. They ring the bell. Stand Otis up. One spear. He's done. Something like that.
3: Bust him open. It's got to be really violent.
1: But if the idea is... I don't know, dude. If the idea is... Make... I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Because if eventually you want Roman to get back... My my opinion is, you make Roman the Baddest heel possible and you can bring him back. Vince might not feel that way. Maybe he'll feel well he has to have some redeeming qualities and he can't beat up the hapless idiot.
3: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't I'd know. like to
1: see that though, to be honest with you. <laughs>
3: uh Jorge D again asked any status update on Little Nate? Never saw him again after he flew out. Charles Robinson is the best ref in the business. Little Nature is great. I think he was just selling the spot. He disappeared into nothingness. Uh Die Hard Homer, this is a good question. So if Roman is champ until Mania, is Big E the front runner for Challenger? Yeah. I'll, b- I'll believe it when I see it. Challenger, yes. Next champion, that I don't know. But I think if they're serious about giving Big E a serious and meaningful solo run, then that's the that's the narrative. That's it. I can't, I'll, I'll, I,
1: I, I don't even want to think like about it. Like he said,
3: I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. But, you know, ideally, if you want to create a huge new star, I mean, Big E is already a huge star, but if you want to create a massive, massive, massive face of the company type star, put Big E in the ring opposite Roman Reigns at WrestleMania and have him win. And then get behind him as champion, you know? Get behind him as champion
1: uh dr steve winters what feels like more of a wasted opportunity at this point retribution or Raw underground
3: raw underground because there's never there's never any opportunity in retribution uh, based on how they debuted there's never like this way they debuted you knew that was that was dead in the water upon arrival not gonna happen
1: yeah i agree with that so raw underground
3: has just been kind of underdeveloped since it since it debuted Mm -hmm. this has kind of been a thing but they haven't Mm -hmm. really done much with it Retribution was not gonna just based on how it started, you knew that was that was mm. bad immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Shane's birthday tweet. Was this the first show where all the titles change hands in a long time?
1: Uh is this the f- uh I mean, yeah. It's been it's been a little while, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh
3: Schnauzer96 with the title on Roman, who's more likely to take the Briefcase from Otis Stroman or Fiend I think the briefcase in the Funhouse could be a fun prop For Bray I think the scenario where, where Otis actually Tries to cash in and just gets destroyed Just to get heat out of Roman is the way to go Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Scruff BMX with Kenny in the Thunderdome what other AEW stars uh, Need to be in the dome <laughs>
1: Uh Oh, it's got to be Orange Cassidy because of all the thumbs. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> he just does this.
1: But then the second one. Or
3: you can't even bother to turn his hands all the way up.
1: <laughs> yeah. His hands aren't even in the frame. It's just like this.
3: Oh, White Brownie says, check out Big E's post-match interview. So good. I'll have to check that out. It's probably on Twitter. We'll check it out in just
1: a moment. I think that's going to do it for the show today. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Twitch chat, stay tuned. We'll go through some of these highlighted messages for you. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson. Enjoy tons of bonus videos, including patron only live shows, gameplay and vintage 10 for the wins access to podcast question threads, the friendo care package, and so much more support going in raw today at patreon.com forward slash Steven
0: Larson. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done. Well, I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, That's
2: A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move